Hello and welcome to season two of the Coming Down to Earth with Spirit podcast with me, David Hale. Like with season one, we will continue talking about all things spiritual in a real and down to earth way. So I hope you can join me on my podcast journey so you can learn from my own spiritual journey and experiences with spirit in order to help you on your own spiritual journey and development. So join me now as we get into this episode. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. As always, thank you very much for tuning into my podcast and welcome to this episode. And this episode is based on a question or topic that's been suggested to me by one of my beautiful followers, Debbie, who's based in the States. So Debbie, if you're listening to this, thank you very much. And I hope you and everybody else enjoys this episode. And basically, the question is, Is it real or am I making it up? And what we're referring to is that communication with the spirit world. And this can apply to those of you who are mediums, who are developing as mediums, or just to those of you who simply live a spiritual life and want or or have that connection to your own loved ones in the spirit world. So let's break this down into two parts. So let's firstly talk about developing mediums. So this question that Debbie has asked is really relevant to those budding mediums because we all go through this the stage of, no, am I making it up or am I really receiving the information from spirit? Are they really communicating with me? And I know I certainly went through that at the very beginnings of my development because you don't quite understand it. You don't quite understand the mechanics and how it works. So your mind, like anything, like anything we don't understand, we do question it and we wonder, is it real? And that can be in all different aspects of life, right? Now, how does it work? I don't get it. And then it does make you question, which I think is a healthy thing anyway, is to question things. And we should question how certain things work. Again, no matter what in life it is, but then it's okay to be skeptical of certain things and, and, uh, and, and question them. But in this work, it's, it's harder because it's not logically explained to a logical person. What we do as mediums is not logical. So I understand why people say, oh, you're making it up. It's not real because it, it, it sometimes it is unexplainable. Now, having done this work for you know, going to my seventh year, I am very familiar with how it works. I understand the mechanics of how it works now, but through early development and many of those of you that are listening who are still in your development as mediums, you will still question, am I making it up? Is it really real? Can I really communicate? And it's it can be really frustrating sometimes because if you're like me, I want to understand and know how things work. And when you don't, it can get frustrating. But then that's when also the doubt can set in because you can't explain it. And so you do wonder, if I can't explain it, then is it really happening? Am I really communicating? So the, the beginnings of develop, of mediumship development is exciting, but there can also be parts of it which are really frustrating and which can really make you doubt yourself and really question what you're doing. And 
I remember the very first reading that I did outside of the development circle, which um, left me feeling a little bit freaked out, I've got to be honest and say, because although he took everything that I said, my mind was still processing what I was learning and what I was doing. And then I was questioning myself, like, is it actually real? Or was that reading just a fluke? And I was really lucky just to to pick up what I picked up. So with that said, there is a lot of self-doubt involved in early development of mediumship. And you know what? Sometimes it takes a while to get rid of that and to build up that confidence in yourself, but also trust. Now, I talk about trust quite a lot. I wrote about it in my book as well. But trust is a small word, but has a big importance. And it's really trusting what you are receiving, perceiving when you are working as a medium or learning, you know, in that that development phase of your mediumship. And we have to basically trust in spirits, that we trust what we're receiving from spirit. We trust what's being dropped into the mind. And it's something you, that you learn with experience. It's what you learn with practice and you know, continually building upon your knowledge and your connection with the spirit world, that it does become easier. But the trust thing is, for me, it was one of the hardest things. And I, I kind of found that as I developed further, it wasn't spirit that I wasn't trusting. It was myself that I wasn't trusting. I wasn't trusting that I was picking up the information correctly. I wasn't trusting that what was being given to me was real because I thought, okay, is, again, is that my mind? Is my logical mind pulling that in? So trust for me was a was something I really had to work on. And still now I get those moments of, okay, do I say that? That's things that has just popped into my head, but do I say it? But now I do. I've learned over the years <laughs> through trial and error, through experience, that I just need to say what spirit is giving me because I know now through experience that when I'm reading for someone, whether it be in a one-to-one or if I'm doing a demonstration, my mind is fully in the spirit world. So I know that anything that does come into my mind is from spirit. It's not my logical mind. So I'm not thinking about anything else. My mind is focused on the spirit worlds. But look, it's not to say that we no, we don't have bad days because sometimes, you know, you will find that some readings are better than others. You might find that some days you are quite distracted. So then your logical brain is naturally going to engage and start pulling things in like a shopping list of other bits and pieces. Doesn't happen a lot for me now. Because I say when I'm working, I'm in work mode and my mind, again, is is in the spirit world. But again, that takes practice and also takes you to work on that to be able to discern what is your own mind and what is spirit. Because ultimately, no one can tell you what is in your mind when you're developing and you're practicing and what have you and you're doing a reading for someone. Although you, you may have a mentor or a teacher to help you. That mentor and teacher can't tell you what spirit's putting in your mind and they can't tell you what is your own logical mind. So with mediumship development, a lot of it is self-work. You have to figure out in your own head what is what is going on. So, you know, it can be a tough journey. You know, some people make it out to be all roses and butterflies and it's all fabulous and it's easy. Sometimes it isn't. And it also depends on how your brain works. Yes, for some people, it might be quite easy. But for other people, if you have, if your mind is naturally 
going 100 miles a minute all the time and you're always thinking you have a big imagination then it sometimes might be a little bit difficult for for you to to, to trust what's been given to you because your mind is so active but what you have to learn is to slow that mind down to allow spirit to come in and communicate with you but that again it, it's it's not necessarily an easy thing it's a process and it can be quite frustrating because when you are learning to be a medium you are going through your training as I said before it is exciting you are passionate about it and you if you're anything like me you want to learn everything now you want to do it at a fast pace but actually we need to be able to take our time with it to build the trust naturally. And there's that trust within yourself, ultimately, as I said, because it's, it's ourself that we don't trust. It's not the spirit world. Because if you have your, if you have proper training, you'll learn that spirit are never going to let you down. Spirit are never going to lie to you. Spirit are always going to be truthful and they've got your back. So whatever comes to your mind from spirit is spirit. It's our, again, our, it's our self, our logical brain, which tries to, which tries to talk us out of what we're receiving because we think that what we're receiving is too random or it's too out there but we need to remember not to question that because spirit are giving you information for a reason but again sometimes it is hard to go how do I give I don't know I'm thinking about a personal example how do I give a a tin of peaches to the client sat in front of me but I have to learn that well you've been given that for a reason it's not meant to make sense to you it's meant to make sense to the client and again, that's a personal example. And I gave that piece of evidence to a client and she said, yeah, this evening, myself and my daughter didn't have, didn't have proper dinner. We had a tin of peaches. Now, if you didn't give that and she said that to you afterwards, you would have kicked yourself. But I can understand why people don't give it because it is so random. <laughs> but again, it's, it's not for you to judge that. It's for you just to trust what spirit are giving you and just to give the information across and she took it and she understood it so and that spirit's way of letting them know that they've they are there they are seeing what the what what they're doing they're around them to see them eating a tin of peaches right or a can of peaches so the trust really is something to um that most people have to battle with the most right is trusting the trust in the self and one thing that i was taught at the church when i was in development is the first thought is spirit the second thought is yours so what we mean is when you are learning to connect to spirit whatever's just dropping into your head out of nowhere that's spirit but as soon as you qu question that and you then you think about it too much and you judge the information that then becomes your thought because you're then trying to override what spirit has dropped in your head and then you change the meaning of it or you dismiss it and then your mind wants to bring something else in so sometimes you have to try and and let go of our judgment of the information that's coming through our questioning it too much again it comes back to the trust of trusting in spirit but how do we do that so how do we know coming back to the question is it real or am i making it up well you have to look at yourself and you have to, um, we don't have to, but my suggestion would be to analyse those readings that you've done, self-assess. Now, you're only going to be able to do that if you note down certain aspects of a reading because any medium listening to this will know that once you've done a reading, you haven't got a clue what you've said to that person. It leaves your brain because the information we're given is from spirit it's not from us so we we are going to forget our readings 
So my suggestion would be to to journal and to or just to note down the things that you've said to people that have been correct, because then you'll be able to look back at all these notes and realize what you are getting right, how many times you've got something right, how many times something has been bang on, spot on evidence. And that can give you that confidence boost because you can look at yourself and go, do you know what? I did a bloody good reading. That was really good. It felt really good. The information was really good. And there are things that I I couldn't make up. And and that's something I look at as well. So, for example, when I was doing a demonstration on Saturday with Lovely Bill, I came to a lady and I was talking about her nan that I had that was coming through. And I said to her, well, I've got to give you the number 13 because that just dropped in my head. And she said, yes, my nan used to live at number 13. And then as she acknowledged that in my head, I, I heard something like Park Street. Now, I don't normally get roads or or areas given to me from spirit. It's just not how they work with me. But Park, I think Park Street jumped into my mind. And I said, would you understand a road like Park Street or something? And she went, no, it's Park Road. That's where my nan used to live. And even in that moment, it took me back a little bit because I had to think to myself, well, there's no way on earth I would know that information. There's no way on earth I would get someone's door number out of all the door numbers in the in the in the in the world. How would I pinpoint her door number and the street that she lived on? And you have to look at those kind of things and go, well, there's no way on earth I could make that up. So that has to come from spirit. But as you develop more, you know it's coming from spirit because you you have that connection. You feel that connection with the spirit person. So I knew it was my na- it was her nan, not my nan. It was her nan giving me that information. But still, I was still kind of like, oh wow, I that that came through. And when you have multiple moments like that, as I say, when you're looking back at your your notes or what have you, you can really go, I'm not making this up. This is real this information coming through, I could not know, I could not make this information up. It has nothing to do with me, has no relevance to me whatsoever. And that's that's another thing you have to look at, right? Is when things do drop in your head, you have to go, well, where did that come from? That's not my mind making that up. That's just come out of nowhere. It's not like I've been thinking about this or thinking about that or what have you. It's, it's, it's come from somewhere, it's come from nowhere. And it's those things which you have to go, okay, that is coming from spirit because it's there's, there's no reason why your mind would make those things up. So with mediumship development, just learn to trust. Yes, sometimes we are going to get things wrong because look, we're human. We do have a logical brain and sometimes it does get in the way. But over time, you will learn, as I said before, to discern what is your mind and what is coming from spirit. And again, it takes time, which is why I always say a mediumship journey is not a six week course. It's going to be a longer journey than that because there is so much to consider, so much to think about and so much to work on like trust. So just allow yourself time to develop So I hope that's helped those of you who are starting your mediumship journey. But let's now talk about the other part of this, which is people in general just questioning themselves. Are they really receiving those signs from spirit, the information from spirit? And am I making up? Is it wishful thinking? Am I pulling it in or is it real? But again, it comes back to what you're 
perceiving, what you're seeing, what you're experiencing and what you're feeling from your spirit family. And look, I always say you don't need a medium to connect to your own loved ones in the spirit world. The medium is here just to give them a voice. But ultimately, your spirit people want to connect with you directly, whether that be through showing you a sign, whether it be through you smelling something, whether it be that you hear them in your head, whether it be that you hear these random songs on the radio or in your mind. All these different things are just different ways of spirit communicating with you. But then sometimes when we do see those things or hear those things or feel those things, we try and talk ourselves out of it because we think, no, it can't be. It can't be my, my, my dead relative communicating with me. So we, we can't really block it or we ignore it. And your spirit family are doing all this work. They're working really hard to show themselves to you, but we're ignoring it or questioning it. Now, look, there's, I can, I can understand why we do that, right? Because we think it's a bit mad, right? How can someone who's not here anymore physically, how can they do those things? But I always say to people, you know what you experience. You know what you feel. No one can tell you what you are seeing with your own eyeballs, what you're smelling with your own nostrils and what you're hearing with your own ears or what thoughts are going on in your head. Because I have heard stories from people who tell me you know, that whenever they experience something, their partner will tell them, oh, you're just going mad. Oh, that's a load of old shit. How, how can they do that? No, you're tired. No, you're, you're making it up. Who has the right to tell you what you're feeling, hearing and seeing? with your own being. Absolutely nobody. Only you truly know what you experience from spirit, what you feel from spirit. So if you are randomly getting a scent of pipe smoke or cigarette smoke and you don't know anyone in your house smokes, you have to question, where is that coming from? Who do you know in the spirit world that smoked that pipe? Because that pipe has a very distinctive smell of tobacco it's not just cigarette tobacco this is proper raw tobacco you're smelling you have to question how uh, my nose is not going to magically make up that smell why would it so then you have to go okay if it's not my own nostrils where's it coming from oh my granddad in spirit smoked a pipe and accept that is your granddad's way of letting you know that he is there you might suddenly get a random song that plays in your head and it's, it's driving you to distraction. You think, why am I hearing this damn song going round and round and round in my head? Until you remember, oh, that was played at my nan's funeral. Or that song was my nan's favourite song. Because again, there's no reason why you would randomly hear that song. It's not like you've just heard it on the radio or you've heard it on a TV advert. It's just dropped into your head out of nowhere. So you have to then acknowledge and accept that that song has come from spirit. There's again, there's no logical reason why you would, why you'd be, why you, why you'd be hearing that song in your head. I'll give you another example, just to give you something else to think about when we talk about signs. So before I moved to Aylesbury with my partner, we were living in London. And we were desperate for a house in Aylesbury. We'd seen one or no, we'd seen two and they just, they, they, one wasn't offered to us. And the second one I knew straight away was, wasn't our, wasn't our home. And so we, um, we found a house and there were apparently about 
nine or ten other people looking at this same house and not to give my entire address away the house is on a road called Carrington Road and I said to my other half I want that that house it, that that's that needs to be our house and because our lease on the flat in London was coming to an end, I started getting a bit panicky because we still hadn't had any confirmation of, of the house yet. So I said to Spirit, you know, if that's meant to be a house, please give me a sign. Now, I don't know what I was expecting, but I also knew that I can't just demand that Spirit give me a sign. So anyway, one night I was doing some work on my family tree and I'd found some records um, for, for, for something. And I was looking down the record and, the, and the, the name of Carrington popped up. And I said to my other half, look, I'm thinking about this house on Carrington Road. And I've just seen this name of Carrington just pop up just randomly connected to the family somewhere. So I was like, okay. So I kind of thought, mm, maybe I'm trying to make that fit, right? As you as you probably would. And then we were watching a TV program. I can't remember what it was, but they had different clips of other old shows that were being shown. And uh, Joan Collins popped up in when she was in Dynasty, Dynasty. And my other half said, oh, that's the Carringtons. I was like, what did you say? And he said, oh, that's the Carringtons. So I thought, hang on a second so that's the second thing in a matter of days that's relating to this house that we've looked at so again my logical brain was like okay am i am i making that up now am i am i making those things fit or is it really a sign and then the third thing happened when again we were actually it wasn't really actually watching the tv we had it on in the background and it was a like a a lunchtime show and as I was walking out of the living room into the kitchen when, when my other half was the presenter on the tv show said uh, on this program said okay one of our guests today is Mr Carrington and I was like right that's it I cannot be possibly making this up right in, in a matter of a few days I've heard the name Carrington three times which I've never heard before and so I think, okay, do I accept that we've got this house or or not? I hasten to add, a few days later, it was confirmed that we had got the house on Carrington Road. So from that example, you can see that although I was getting those signs, I was still thinking to myself, is it, is it was that real or was, no, or was I, was I trying to make things fit? And when you actually look at that whole situation, you have to look at it and go, well, you know, there's no logical way or any or real explanation as to why I heard the name of my street mentioned in three different formats without having some kind of symbology to it. And I now know that it was Spirit's way of reassuring me that we did have a new home to go to. And that was the one that we had looked at. And I'd said, that's the one I want. So again, it was just... It's just, it, for me, it was a lesson in trust. It was trusting those signs, though that communication from spirit that was coming through, and uh, and not and not trying to question it too much. But you know, it happens. There are still things I will question, and I'll go, okay, is that really a sign? Is that really what's being said to me? You know. So it, I think it's forever a process. I do feel like you could be doing this work for 10, 20 years, and there are still times where you do question certain things. You know what I mean? So I think it's still something that some of us do continually work on. But ultimately, you do have to get to a place where you go, well, do you know what? 
I know spirit's there. I'm trusting what they're giving me. I'm trusting they're communicating with me and just let it be. And let any other thoughts and opinions from family or friends who don't agree with you, just let them roll off your back, right? If they don't want to believe, then they don't have to believe. We're not here to convince or convert anybody, all right? You just have to trust in what you're receiving, what you're perceiving, and enjoy that communication that you will have with your spirit family, your friends. But I think that's it. I think I've said what I wanted to say with this particular episode. Thank you once again to the lovely Debbie for suggesting this. I hope it does help people or at least helps you to think about things in a different way or just it helps you to kind of feel more confident in what you are, what you think you are receiving. But that's it. As always, thank you very much for listening to this podcast and this episode in particular. Look after yourselves and I'll speak to you all soon. Well, there you have it. That's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and you found it interesting. There are plenty more episodes to come, so stay tuned and I'll speak to you all soon.